Welcome to Hacking Music. I'm your host, John Pichotta. The goal of this podcast is to break off a piece of the hacking music training we use and train artists in every day to master the best of what other headliner artists have already figured out so that you can unlock your potential. Additionally, we interview world-class artists and entrepreneurs, doers and thinkers so that you can better analyze your problems, seize your opportunities, and master your decision-making and execution. Every episode is packed with training, lessons, and force multipliers that never expire. And if you're listening to this, you're missing out. If you'd like members-only training and exclusive content, you can join at hacking-music.com. Check out the show notes for a link. This episode is brought to you by The Sync Center, trusted by Fortune 50 companies, filmmakers, ad executives, and major film studios. The Sync Center is a full-service music supervision and licensing company that has managed projects for hundreds of clients, including national and global brands, agencies, and cultural events. Chris Stone is here today. Chris runs Dealcasters Live. Prior to that, Chris ran Sony label sales in the Southeast for over 20 years. I wanted to catch up with him because it's been a minute. Not only has it been 15 years since we last talked, but I'm interested in what he's doing now on the front end of e-commerce live selling. We talked about a brand new piece of Amazon real estate called the Influencer Dashboard and how artists approach sales, commonly getting it exactly wrong by avoiding this important piece of a healthy artist's career and how artists can start to take advantage of Amazon's new Influencer Dashboard. Hey, everybody. Really excited about this conversation. We've got Chris Stone with us today. Chris and I grew up in the 90s playing in bands together. We each kind of worked for Sony for a number of years. Chris is what I would consider an expert in kind of live stream selling. There's probably a better word for that. Online, no, that sounds good. E- that e-com. works. It'll change. Yeah. You know, don't blink. It'll change next week. They'll call it something else. Right, right. So... Today, we're going to talk about artists selling experiences, full stop. That's what we do as artists, whether it's silver discs, merchandise, uh, tickets, uh, live stream, we sell experiences. And we're going to talk about how to do that without selling out. Chris, welcome to the the podcast. I'm super glad you're here. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to be able to hang out with you and sort of sharpen the irons. And, uh, you know, at least, uh, at least we get to hang out. We've tried to connect for years and this, uh, yeah. this podcast gives us an excuse to, to hang out and catch up. And certainly I'm excited to, to share what I know. I don't know if I'm an expert, but I know enough to be dangerous about live selling, uh, whether it's on Amazon. Uh, but I'm, I'm just stoked to be able to share this with your community, sir. Yeah. This is going to be great. So something we like to do, Chris, is always ask, what is the world we're living in? We don't want to live in a previous decade and make that mistake of trying to live in the 90s or the 80s. We live, it's 2022, right? We're living in the future. So I thought it'd be helpful just to kind of set the context and set the table for the conversation. I kind of see that there's two opportunities that we need to, two things we need to talk about. The first is just, the e-commerce opportunities are massive in 2022. Just looking at these Shopify stats, Shopify sellers have generated $444 billion last year, which is more than Amazon, Apple, Volkswagen, and BP combined. So it's it's 
the opportunities there, Amazon Marketplace, which you're, we're going to talk about, uh, YouTube evergreen content. It's we're we're living in the future as far as e-commerce and selling. And at the same time, artists are still kind of kind of are magical unicorns. They want to write their songs and not have to be talking about sales or merchandise or any of that. So those are those are kind of the two axes, you know, I think are interesting to kind of put in this conversation before we jump in. Um, is that a fair kind of jumping off point? Absolutely. I think I think a lot of, you know, sort of the gaps that we see in really any brand, any sort of content creator, whether you're uh, a musician and, and a songwriter, or if you're creating video or, or audio or graphics or anything like that, you have your brand and it feels uncomfortable, the word sales, right? The word sell. And if you don't look at live video and selling, especially on a platform like Amazon as the home yeah. shopping network or QVC, but just another extension of what you are currently uh, right. to be able to, to bolt on uh, your, your existing brand to that, uh, you actually can make uh, some money while you sleep, which I know uh, a lot of people are interested in, especially yeah. since uh, that money while you uh, slept years ago has been dwindling and dwindling and dwindling as uh, things head into the future for, for music. Yeah, 100%. And, and we both kind of, our paths in Nashville, early 90s, and we both kind of went to work for Sony. I, myself as a writer, producer at Tree, and then you, it's the label side of it. So... I wonder, Chris, can you kind of rewind and just kind of think about what's changed for you and in, in since you were at Sony and now that you're on your own doing your own thing? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for me, I've, I've worked, I, I worked at Sony for 27 years. Jeez. And so, yeah. And so um, I, uh, I worked on the distribution side. So, you know, essentially, you know, before digital was a, was a gleam in Clive Davis's, uh, eye, mm -hmm. I was, uh, traveling to record stores and, uh, selling these shiny plastic discs, like you had mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, as well as cassettes and promoting, uh, albums that were, uh, released on, uh, on our owned labels and eventually worked my way up in the, uh, in that, uh, got a uh, management position, moved to Atlanta and managed mm -hmm. the entire um, Southeast as well as the Eastern half of the U.S., uh, but saw digital uh, as something that was coming and was very interested in, uh, you know, sort of finding out what all of this stuff was when mp3.com was a thing and then eventually Napster was a thing. All I right. remember, here's a, here's a story for... Uh, 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 you know, if I, if I may, uh, I, I remember walking into my EVP's office with my, you know, huge compact laptop, uh, <laughs> that the company, uh, gave me to use. And I opened it up and I had Napster running and I was downloading the entire Dave Matthews band catalog on it. Right. And so now, now I'm, now I'm probably going to get some sort of uh, legal letter, uh, from Dave Matthews band. No, I won't. But, um, I, was showing him this and I said, this is coming. This is happening on college right. campuses. This is in, and uh, he was more upset at me for using company owned products right, right. to put something illegal. And of course the whole conversation of, oh, well people wanna read liner notes and people wanna handle the product. And I said, kids that are doing this, they don't care about any of that stuff. And so yeah. put me on every task force that I possibly can be on 
And then I jumped from one sinking ship and the physical uh, product for Sony onto another sinking ship, which was the mobile business, ringtones. Mm -hmm. People would pay yeah. $2.49 for a 30-second uh, clip of music, if you can believe that, because smartphones at the time, that's all it could do. And uh, so then eventually moved my way into streaming and became sort of the, the conduit for uh, Sony and, and companies like Spotify, et cetera. Right. Uh, but why I left Sony was... You know, obviously the the attrition in the music business, especially at the label end, uh, really the bottom fell out. But I still was, uh, you know, employed by Sony, based here in Atlanta, the only employee based here in Atlanta, and they're wanting me to move to New York. But John, my my number one focus is to be the best father and husband that sure. I could be. Yeah. Moving moving my family to New York at the time just was not uh, not in the cards. So I knew at some point. They were going to pull that chair out from underneath me, and I was, uh, I was happy to, uh, you know, start my own business, which is Cast Ahead, uh, yeah. where I work with podcasters and live streamers who don't want to know how to make a show; they just want a show, and so I do that for them. Love it, love it. So you've seen a lot of change. Oh yeah, from the early onset of digital to Amazon taking over the world here, and. One of the things I thought would be interesting to talk about is the big myth that's out there is this idea that nobody buys product anymore. And for us, you know, we don't think of, you know, product in the nineties term, you know, it's more about experiences. Fans buy experiences. And some of those are silver discs. Some of those are merchandise bundles. Some are live stream face-to-face -face stuff. It's really the Disney model. You know, think about Frozen. How many different ways could we possibly experience Frozen? You know, it's hundreds, thousands even. So what do you, I mean, what have you seen happen? What are some of the things you're seeing that our artists and entrepreneurs can really start to wrap their head around as far as kind of defanging this idea that nobody buys product and we just need to compete for free streams? You know, what what's happening in your world. Yeah, it's interesting because I experienced all of, uh, you know, that all of the stuff that happened at, at the label end and, you know, every, everyone had attached themselves to this shiny piece of plastic mm -hmm. and had gotten fat, uh, quite frankly, uh, on it. And, and, uh, uh, it really could not sort of back to the conversation with the laptop and my EVP's office could not move that Titanic quickly enough, but those that were, uh, deft enough to move quickly and and more nimbly uh, were the smaller uh, people, the ones that said, um, I can do this because I'm not some massive corporation. I can right. take some ownership in this and I can try things and I can develop, uh, you know, new things around it. And I look at it from the standpoint of it's so, I mean, we hear the term Wild West for sure. And, um, but you have every opportunity to do virtually anything you want to do with your art. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw what was happening, uh, for live selling and you could see it, you could have see it years ago in Asia and they call them not influencers. I actually like this term better than influencers. Um, and we'll talk about the, uh, uh, you know, that, that's sort of the semantics on that is, uh, you know, they used to say, say key opinion leaders. And hmm. um, and so what was happening over there is people like you and I, John, would go live and talk about a hairbrush 
and they would be done and they would have hundreds of thousands of viewers and products sold uh, for just showing up and talking about something that they like and they didn't even really have a massive following. Mm -hmm. They were just in the center of where people are buying things and they weren't trying to be something else. They were being themselves right. and they just happened to tell, talk to people about something they like. And so it's so, almost like experiential real time selling. That's not, that's not a marketing word, but it's like, that's, you know, we're, I'm, I'm having this drink. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you about it kind of thing. If you're right. into this drink, you, there's a link below kind of thing. Right. And, and it's as much about location as it is what you're doing. And so, okay. um, you know, a lot of YouTube is, is, is an example. I mean, obviously YouTube massive, there are 58 million, million, 58 million YouTube channels. And a lot of people that are listening and watching here uh, probably have a YouTube channel and they probably have uploaded videos and they're probably frustrated by the views. Uh, and then they can't figure it out. And eventually it's just one of those things that sort of sits on their mind shelf and hopefully they'll get to it and hopefully somebody will start watching and hopefully maybe you get a viral thing. And I heard somebody said something about shorts and all of those things, mm -hmm. but it's an ocean, right? And right. then there's a bunch of people that will, you know, you can pay money to do this, that, or the other. Whereas on these live selling platforms like Amazon, we believe that there is less than 3,000. That's 3,000 influencers on the Amazon platform. So the, 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 the pool is shallow in terms right. of, so you imagine John, uh, you remember when YouTube first came out and, every, and it was a thing and people were like, oh, you gotta get on YouTube and you get on it and you're like, why am I watching this hot garbage? It's like, here's a, you know, somebody filming their fishbowl or how do I blend an iPhone or, or whatever. And you're yeah. just, but, but back then we wished we had started a YouTube channel because that was a way uh, sure. that, you know, now people have millions of followers just because they started and created content, got used to it, put in the reps and all of that. Where yeah. uh, as on Amazon, you're in the middle of the mall. You know, when you go to YouTube, you want to learn something for free. You want to maybe get information, be entertained, which is fine. Um, but if you go live on Amazon and continue to do the same things that you're already doing, you right. just happen to have products that you sell there, you know, you're not yeah. home shopping network. You're not QVC. You're actually just like, this is my music and this right. is the microphone that I'm using. And well, this let's, is, you know, yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about that for a second, Chris, because you're down that road quite a bit. We just started on that road, but let's define it for our viewers who may not know what the heck we're talking about. We're not talking about Amazon like we know it. This, this is the influencer channel. Is that what it's called? Or, or... That's right. Yeah. So uh, many people already have what's called an Amazon associates account, which is basically like your, your, it's your affiliate. So like okay. when you, um, when you want to uh, tell somebody about something that's available on Amazon, you get a link. And that link, if someone chooses to buy that thing, you'll get a little commission if they do buy it at no cost to the consumer. So, mm -hmm. you know, right now I'm speaking into a Shure MV7 microphone. If, if I were to take a clip of this and then I would say, hey, my mic is a Shure MV7, here's the link for it. Or if somebody were to say, hey, I, I like that mic, I like how you sound or whatever. Right. You could actually send them a link 
and you'll get anywhere from three to eight percent of a commission on a particular piece right. of product, depending on on the type of product. So that's your associates thing. Now the Amazon it, influencer program, like you're talking about, is a is a different thing where once you have your associates, which many people already do, you can then um, submit and be approved for the Amazon influencer program, which is based on your uh, like a social media following YouTube, TikTok, and, and that happens on Amazon proper. That's not happening on YouTube. That's not on Facebook. That's like the videos, the streaming is happening on Amazon. That's correct. So yeah, that, once you get approved, you're able to go live on Amazon. And then when you do the products that you're talking about, uh, your live stream is of, it shows up on the product page. So mm -hmm. right now, if we were live and I have this Shure MV7 again, um, you know, on the Shure MV7 product page would be this particular live stream. And so as people are shopping, all of a sudden they go, boom, this looks like a cool show. This mm -hmm. person's playing this, that, or the other. Click on it. They're going to go to your live stream. They're going to see the products. There's a chat. You can interact with people, yeah. answer their questions, entertain them, uh, and really do some creative things on the platform, which is what we saw as a real opportunity for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. And you said there's only 3,000 influencers. Yeah. We believe there's less than that. They're not, Amazon does not publish that, but you know, and then go 80, 20 rule, right? 20% of those people are the ones that are really leaning into it. Right. And so that is, smells like a ton. That smells like opportunity. Here's the other thing, John, is mm -hmm. that if someone here is watching or listening to this and they say, well, you know, uh, I don't know if I can create like a great show or whatever. Trust me, there's a lot of people that are that get approved at, as an Amazon influencer, maybe because they have uh, 2,000 um, Instagram followers, which is not that many, but they've never gone live. They actually aren't very good at doing live streams. So there's a lot of live streams, even those that are the 20% that are focusing on it. Mm -hmm. They're not even very good at it. They don't understand how to, uh, how to do things. And so they're not very successful, even though they have these massive followings on other platforms. So it's a real opportunity for someone that even yeah, knows huge. a little bit. Uh, as far as how to how to live stream, how to sound good, how to mm -hmm. look uh, fairly decent, and it makes some money while you sleep. Right, right. That's interesting, Chris. So that's day one, early days of you know this is like YouTube fifteen years ago. Absolutely, but but a platform that's different from YouTube as far as the mindset of someone that goes there because it, right. you know everyone it, it's the number one search engine for products. So if someone and I keep on going back to microphones, so I'll try to switch. Well, someone's no, no, searching no, for a for a guitar, right? right. Um, and it could be just a, a Strat. Of course, the Fender site's going to come up, right? But uh, your Am Amazon's going to be up there, likely the first spot because it's the number one search engine for products. Mm -hmm. So somebody's going to go, oh, wow, I can buy a Strat yeah. on, on Amazon. And most people, um, they think, well, I'm just going to go, I'm a prime member. I can do this, you know, whatever. Amazon's cutting into businesses like Sweetwater and, and, and others that do, you know, a considerable amount of business for instruments. And so you, you're, you know, all of a sudden you're like, boom, uh, people are searching for that product and you have another opportunity to get found first if you're talking about those particular products. So from a search engine optimization or SEO perspective, uh, getting found uh, as, as, a, as an artist or a yeah. creator, it just uh, exponentially goes up. Yeah.
Well, let's, let's talk about like the artist DNA, like artists. Mm. We talked about the kind of aversion to selling how, I mean, you've worked with artists, you still work with artists and businesses. How do you get them comfortable? What makes sense for artists? Cause, cause artists probably rightly so they don't want to be the used car salesman going out there. Hey, here's my microphone. You know, What's it going to take to get you into this car today? What what feels right and believable and authentic Mm -hmm. as far as an approach for artists? You know what I mean? Yes. Have have you seen anything work, working there that you want to, you know, you think you can talk about? Absolutely. So the show we do is a podcast. We interview people. And it's not a product oriented necessarily show. Okay. And so, you know, we may have someone on, you know, that has written a book or, you know, it, you know, and, and so we're having an interview all the time we're talking, we have related products in our, in our, what's called a carousel, which is what shows up beneath your live stream. And, um, it, you know, it could be the microphones we're speaking into. It could be the last three things the uh, the guest has bought on. So at any point in time, somebody may chat, may may join the chat and say, hey, um, I have a question about da 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 You know, we will weave that into the conversation. So, so it's the not primary the- focus, f- focus is not the product. Like you're, you're not pitching a oh, product. No. Like no, 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 no. Absolutely not. It's, okay. um, you know, we have shows where we'll do a show and we'll say how to put together a podcast and we'll actually do demonstrations on that. But mm-hmm. we don't, it's not QVC, it's not Home Shopping Network. Now right. there are content creators that do that on the platform and that's, that's, what, that's their choice and I'm sure they're successful, but that's just not us. We're right. not salesy. Um, we like to have fun. We like to, um, you know, uh, show some stuff that we do that are, is on brand. John, we started the show because this is what we do for a living in my right. business for cast ahead and my partner, Jim fuse, who's, who's uh, fusion marketing. This is the stuff we do for our business. And so we just showed up on Amazon and just said, we're going to do this show already because we we do this already so as a musician to to your question john there are musicians that go live on the platform and they perform they actually perform they'll just hook in their keyboards uh you know whatever instruments and they will sing and then as people chat they're they're chatting with them i i think a lot of people um are already seeing that like on facebook there are, you know, there's artists are going live on Facebook or they're going live on YouTube and doing, doing similar things. Mm-hmm, However, sure. they're, they're out there and they're doing that, but you can do what's called multi-streaming. So you can go live on Facebook, you can go live on YouTube, then you can also go live on Amazon at the same time. Right, and so, right. well, that's what, that's really kind of the sweet spot where you can, um, you know, if you're playing that guitar and that guitar is available on Amazon or your pedals that you're using, uh, like everything that you've got in front of you um, and your music. And we should also talk about Amazon merch as well and and yeah. um, how uh, we've turned that into, into something that uh, has been fairly successful for us as well with print-on-demand products that Amazon has. Um, and yeah. so when you go live and you, you're like, it's a show you, you do, you're doing your show. You can perform your music. You can talk with your fans. You can do all that. You're not like, okay, next up in the carousel, uh, we have, uh, you know, yeah. the coffee cup from Streamyard. Uh, this is, you know, and da, 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 da. like, yeah. we, that's not 
for us, that's not, I mean, if you wanted to do that, you, you could, but I, I'm guessing most people don't feel really comfortable with that. They just feel more comfortable being themselves, staying on brand. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I will tell you this because I think a lot of people are, are curious. It's like, why, why should I, right? Why, why, mm -hmm. why should I do It's another that? channel to, you know, right. It's just, why do I need to bolt on? And so the, I didn't know either. I mean, I, when Jim and I first went live on the platform, we had no idea. We had no idea how financially, um, you know, viable it would be. And we had no idea that we would be heading up an entire day at PodFest and VidFest, which is we, we did a couple of weeks ago in Orlando. That was not on our radar at all. Right, but right. as we started going through it and we started peeling this back, we're like, oh my gosh, there's this, there's this, there's this. You can create a shoppable video that, that, that lands on the product page. And all of those things create and generate more interest. So we went live on Prime Day. That was, we had gone live, you know, and done interviews. But when we went live on Prime Day, John, the first hour, we went back and looked at our data because you'll get data right after your show. We had over 10,000 views in the first hour. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I mean, when's the last time you had a hundred views on Facebook on a, on a live stream? It just doesn't, it just doesn't happen unless you're, you're massive. And we, of course we weren't massive. And so we said, wow, there was, I mean, in an hour, imagine if we had kept it going. So of course we, we scheduled more shows later that day. And I don't think eight the entire day, because we were just like, this is a, a massive opportunity. Now, most of those views come from being on product pages and a lot of people were shopping that day. And so you're going to get a, a lot of drive by views. Okay. A lot of thumb mm -hmm. by views. But if you think about this, you know, people do advertising, people are trying to, you know, get known and get known. So if you could at any one given time, when you go live, get 10,000 people to pay attention to you, even for, you know, a couple of seconds, you'd take it, right? Because sure. how many of those 10,000 people are going to stick around if they hear a song they like, if they, if they see a person they can identify with, and they happen to be talking about a product that they're interested in purchasing, you'd take it. Right, right. Absolutely. So it's a great way to build, um, build influence, brand awareness. And, uh, you know, if your brand is a songwriter, um, that is, I mean, it's a, it's an opportunity. It's, it's a wild west and, and, uh, the, the, the pool is shallow, uh, quite frankly. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it, it really, I mean, somehow we got, um, accepted into the Amazon Influ influencer program and we're just, you know, we're primarily on Shopify, some on Amazon products on Amazon, do a lot of bundle selling, pre-release, pre-order type bundling. Cool. But, um, but the opportunity at Amazon, especially as we're talking about the Amazon influencer new rollout, if done well, could really, really compete with Facebook and YouTube as far as people ready to buy people already on the platform. Um, I mean, that's a huge, and I'm sure your numbers are right. As far as 3000 people on that's, that's nothing. That's not even day one. That's, that's breakfast of day one. That's know? right. That's right. So, and so, and, and you mentioned Facebook and, and YouTube. And so all of these platforms, they are, you know, live selling, uh, sort of, but there's right. all of these problems like uh, supply chain, shipping, all of those things. Like if you're going through Facebook, it's like, do you trust purchasing? Integration. People go to Facebook to complain about the president or whatever. Yeah. So it, it, it's like, 
the destination is so important. And so right. even though there will be uh, platforms launching on, on, you know, on Facebook and YouTube dabbled with it uh, fourth quarter last year, they brought in some mm -hmm. massive influencers, not sure that that was uh, that successful. There's that supply chain issue, but Best Buy's coming, Target's coming, Costco's coming. These are places where, you know, uh, well, that's not on brand for me. Well, I mean, do you want your CDs and Target? Well, it, it, then maybe it is on brand for you. Yeah, and um, it, and it's on brand for the fan who's going to purchase with Amazon Pay, right? That's the person. The person's there ready to buy. That's right. You know, I mean, we just started Amazon Pay six months ago, which I guess for those of us who don't know, Amazon. You know, everybody has their credit card on Amazon, so you can port that into your Shopify store. And instead of expecting somebody to pull out their, you know, their credit cards again and put it in, it's just boom, Amazon pay. It's like Facebook login. You don't have to mm -hmm. pull out the credentials again. And the numbers are fan fantastic for yeah. people that are paying with Amazon pay. It's just boom, click, done, ship, you know, you serve it is up to people. And, and the more you can integrate yourself into that. Um, the better it is. And again, you're in control of your, your brand, your show. I mean, mm -hmm. Amazon has their, um, guidelines, uh, but right. what we found is those guidelines are, are a little blurry. Um, if you're making great content on their platform and Jim and I, uh, uh, with dealcasters do a lot to evangelize for live selling and specifically mm. for Amazon for that reason is that, you know, again, 3,000, uh, you know, may, less than 3,000 influencers, 20% are probably really leaning into it. And out of those 20%, how yeah. much of it is really great content? Right. Probably not that much. And so we're, you know, we're doing this because we want the um, influencers, your audience, those people that can make great content um, and, and thrive from it, uh, from a, uh, from a visibility perspective, but financially as well, it can really, you know, help sort of bridge those gaps that, uh, you know, streaming music and other, you know, other things just, uh, haven't been able to, uh, uh, to be met, uh, you know, over the past few yeah. years. And that's something that we, we talk about a lot is like artists are competing for free. Hmm. They're competing for, you know, vanity metrics that are, aren't tied to revenue. We yeah. like to compete for revenue. Big difference. Like I, I don't, I'm not interested in, that's right. In your, your TikTok views. I mean, sell a product, get that's somebody right. to take out their card and say, I want that. Get it to me. Don't that's chase the, the numbers. Don't chase the numbers, chase the checks. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. And this is, this is the way to do it. It's a hundred percent the way to do it. There's not a, uh, you're not, uh, you're not judged by subscribers. I mean, there's a, there's a, you know, sort of, you got to get approved with, with so many, but they don't, they, they make it low enough because they don't want Kevin Hart and Kim Kardashian and, and, you know, whatever to be their, uh, you know, the influencers, those people have to pay, uh, or be paid, uh, in order to do that. They want people that have, you know, lower micro nano whatever uh prefix you want to use in front of influencers um because that's really how people are buying oh, looks like i lost you
Hey, Chris. I don't know what happened there, but uh, we can just rewind. We can yeah. rewind to the vanity metrics part. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Chris, can you turn up anymore? I still feel like I'm having to lean in to hear you. How about now? Check one, two. Check one, two. Check mm -hmm. one, two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check. That's weird. One, two. It I'm cranking it up here in Melon. I've got 153% on the mic volume. Check one, two. Check one, two. Yeah. Maybe I'm just Better? hot here. Yeah, yeah. Good. So yeah, let's let's back up to competing for free. Um so yeah, something, Chris, that we're seeing a lot is that so many artists make the fatal mistake of competing for free. They're going for the vanity metrics. They're going for TikTok views. And for us, where our head is, is we like to compete for revenue. We want to sell something. You know, our artists, they're connected to their fans in such a way as that they want to experience them either from a new release or a product bundle or a plethora of ways that we monetize around them. How do you, how do you see this rolling out differently than just another vanity metric? Oh, I got 10,000 people who don't care about me. Yeah. Uh, we're firm believers of not chasing numbers, uh, but chasing the checks. And so, mm -hmm. uh, what, uh, what this allows you to do as someone who does not have a ton of subscribers or followers is to, gain influence, um, and, uh, be able to financially be, uh, where you, I mean, would you rather have a hundred thousand subscribers or a hundred thousand dollars? Easy yeah. answer. Um, hundred yeah. percent of nothing is still nothing. That's right. That's and, right. And it's, and it's hard, right? Because you're like, I'm putting out this stuff and I'm not, I'm not getting anything back. I think this is a, this is a way to kind of help offset that thing. You can still continue to build your, um, your Instagram and build your TikTok and build that and do whatever. Uh, but this helps definitely assuage that whole, um, thing because you'll, you'll make some money while you sleep without selling out on mm -hmm. your existing, um, yeah. brand because it's just, you know, Amazon doesn't want, and these other platforms that are coming, they don't want massive influencers cause they don't want to have to pay for them. And people, they've already seen that those were massive failures in the past. Right. People buy from people like us that say, yeah. uh, you know, uh, when you walk around Costco and somebody is cooking something out of a toaster oven and you try a little pizza bite and you like it and you end up buying it, you don't remember who that person was that told you about it. Yeah. You just like the pizza bites. And, and they so, let you experience it. They 100%. gave you, there's that experience again. If I, here's the beanie weenie yes. or whatever it is, it's like, try the beanie weenie. Isn't it the greatest thing in the world? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and so this experience, I'm, I'm glad you brought up experience again. I forgot to kind of go here. So um, I know we're talking about home shopping and QVC, and all, but imagine you're able to do what you're doing. And then mm -hmm. someone asks you a question that's related to products and it's related to your brand. For instance, one of the greatest things I, if, if I get a, you know, a hundred followers on Instagram or whatever, it feels, I guess it feels good, whatever. But nothing feels better than getting to the end of a show where you've worked out with different people and they, they bought a couple pairs of headphones because they, don't, they weren't sure which uh, would be more comfortable on their ears. They bought a podcast mic and they bought a Zoom H6 and they're starting their podcast the next day. 
Right. That's what feels awesome. Right. You've already done the research and the work for them. And yes, because there's credibility and believability. They're like, okay, whatever he researched is damn well good enough for us. Send us the bundle. And by the way, yeah. we take that. This is the other thing is like we use Amazon as a recording session. So when we're done, we pull down that video, we pull down that audio, we repurpose it into an audio podcast because we're doing an interview, but we also take that video and we chop it up and we spit it out into the machine and it goes out and we, we schedule it. We have software that schedules it over all of that stuff. So you're mm. not, it's not just the moment. It's not just the, right. the live stream. You're creating experiences for years. We, we, have, we still get feedback on podcasts yep. we did two years ago right. where someone says, Oh, that was a really, I bought a uh, Samson QTU mic uh, from after watching this because yeah. they found it on Facebook from a, from a, a post that we had scheduled two years ago. I mean, that's, that's Which the is, kind of thing you talk about the future, right? But I think yeah. we're, we're too caught up in this moment. I mean, think about what's, think about what's ahead too. Like right. what's, what's part of your legacy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what you're talking about, Chris, as far as our approach and how we think about it, that's like evergreen content. It's yeah. those seeds you leave out there that have the pre-order link or, you know, order link in the SEO. And we get people purchasing products from, you know, two, three, five years ago. That's it. Because those crumbs are, are left out there on YouTube, Facebook, wherever. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting, really powerful e-commerce approach that a lot of people, you know, kind of miss you know, the evergreen approach. A lot yeah. of people do because I, you know, it goes back to vanity metrics, going live, living in the moment. And I think what it does too, John, is it helps you be better in the moment when you realize it, you know, this, this content's going to live beyond us. Yes. You know, so when, after I die and we all do, uh, news, newsflash, uh -oh. um, you know, what we're doing, this podcast will outlive us. Yeah. And I hope if someone's listening to it, that it impacts their life after I'm done. And that's why I take things like this very seriously. And mm -hmm. I put work into this because this is more than just right now. This right. is, you know, two, five, 10, a hundred years from now. If yeah, you think like that, it. you do better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that, Chris. So you'd mentioned Amazon merch. Mm -hmm. briefly a few minutes ago. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think I know what you're, what you're talking about there, but, but unpack that a little bit for us. Yeah, it's merch.amazon.com. And so it, you know, it's a print on demand, uh, merch service that is, uh, Amazon's. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, you know, merch, there's other, uh, print on demands, whether it's uh, Vista print or uh, Printful or T public, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of them. And, you know, basically it's, uh, you've got a logo, you've got some branding, you can design something, uh, on, on the web and it's like, here's what I want my shirt to look like here, are all the colors I want sizes available, men's, women's, you know, whatever, yeah. uh, coffee mugs, all of that stuff. And so this, this isn't the book print on demand version, which I think was called lightning source is who we use. Correct. This is different. This, this is, is merchandise. This is hoodies, t-shirts, right, right, tank tops, right. gotcha. uh, Printful bags. Type stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and so the, the thing, the reason there's two reasons why, uh, we did it. Number one, when we create that merch, um, on 
uh, on Amazon, we're all, we could put it in our product carousel when we go live. And so we sell t-shirts, we sell hoodies. We don't talk about them, but they're available. So if people yeah, like yeah. our show, we just kind of put that as well as our audio podcast, which is available on Amazon Music. So we put that in our, and so we get followers and listeners from that. So it's another nice. way to promote your, your, your stuff, your brand, whatever. The other reason why is because, you know, John, you and I have been in bands and, you know, you print, it, it, once print on demand became a thing, I was like, Oh God, now, you know, it's like we have storage facilities full of medium sized t-shirts. No one ever bought at shows. Yep. Right. And so uh, print on demand became this thing where we can just let it, you know, let it sit out there and then just you don't have look to at, warehouse your it. account. Yeah. You look at no your fulfillment. account and you're like, yeah. And so even if I made like whatever the percentage was, I was, I was all about it, but on Amazon, it is, anywhere from 13 to 33%, which is double that you see on any of these other services. Now, I'm mm. not sure why they even do that. And their stuff is, is cool. I mean, it's 13% like to Amazon, 13% to you. Okay. So like, if you've got a t-shirt that you want to sell for, you know, 1999, you're going to get 13% of it for just uploading a logo to it. Yeah. That's it. And, yeah. and for me, I was like, well, why not? That just, I mean, right. I can no warehousing, you know, no manufacturing, nothing. And so that the other thing that we do is we, that's how we, uh, like a guest on our show or whatever, we'll just kind of like, you know, the, we'll send out the form and, and just tell us what your shirt size is, you know, yeah. and then we can just ship it to them. You know, we yeah, don't have to, it. we don't have to worry about that. So we get a little bit of a, of a mm -hmm. discount there because, um, you know, but again, we're not warehousing it and, right. uh, the, the payment is, is, is minimal. Yeah. I love it. So Chris, this, this goes all through Amazon as far as the, the recording, the interaction, the engagement, it, it, it's kind of like a Facebook live, but living on Amazon. So it records it for you. You download it from Amazon. Is that right? Yeah. So, um, depending on your streaming software, uh, if you want to use streaming software, which I would, I would suggest, and there's a bunch of them, StreamYard, um, you know, we're using melon here today. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a bunch of them that you could use. I would suggest doing that because it's, it's, uh, you're going to get a nice clean show. Although you can go live directly from an iPhone or directly from mm -hmm. an iPad. Uh, again, you've got minimal things that you can do. So everything is run out of their creator app. And so what you have to do is do a thing that's called RTMP. Right, um, right. And that basically says, here's a, here's a link or here's a stream key that says you, when, when you go live on Amazon, you can go live in your streaming software. Okay. And so, yeah. So when you go live, you show up and if you were to go to amazon.com slash live, you'd see everybody that's going live. And uh, so when you go live, you're going live there. And then mm -hmm. as you select products in your, in your app and you start talking about them, then your live show shows up on the product pages. Interesting. So do you, how do you prepare for this? Cause it's a little different than what mm -hmm. we're doing here. We're talking about a theme going deep on one theme, mm -hmm. but you're what's new with the Amazon influencer program is that it's tied to products. So how, what do you. What does that look like for you? For us and, and, a, and a lot of other um, people on the platform, 
uh, they just bolted Amazon onto their existing live stream strategy. So they, they're already going live on YouTube. They're already going live on Facebook. And they're like, okay, we're just going to add as a multi-stream, we're going to add on Amazon. Okay. And they keep one eye on the Amazon chat while they're doing their show. And so as they're talking, they're just kind of clicking a product uh, as they're going and keeping an eye on the chat. Uh, and mm -hmm. maybe not necessarily highlighting a product, you know, um, you know, having it on hand, showcasing it. They might do that. Some get creative and maybe just kind of say, hey, um, here's what I got this week on Amazon. Or here's like I, I wanted to show you really quickly how I switch scenes to go from, you know, showing my hands playing the guitar to this shot. I mm -hmm. use a stream deck and then, you know, they can kind of do this and put the camera on it. And then, you know, while they're talking about it, they can do that. But like I said, we don't, we don't get too hung up on right. making it a necessarily a product show unless yeah. we're doing something where we're demoing things. If, if it's an interview, um, mm -hmm. we are all in because we're, we're focused on the guests and uh, we know that that's going to be content that we're going to be able to repurpose as, as, as audio and, and whatever. Um, and you know, if, like I said, we'll, we'll click on products throughout, but we're also live on LinkedIn. We're also live on YouTube. We're also live on Facebook, Twitter. And yeah. so as those comments are coming in, we're engaging with those people as well. Um, one other thing I should make uh, mention of that we use as a bit of a hack. This is hacking yeah. music. So that's right. Um, yeah. This is hacking hacking live streams. Here you go. Here's yeah, a little. Go for it. Here's a little secret for your uh, um, for your audience, John. Um, we use redirects, uh, and so our show uh, when it first was born on Amazon was called Dealcasters Live, and so um, Amazon gives you a. Uh, a URL for your shop page and a URL for your uh, live stream. And it looks like hieroglyphics. It's like amazon.com slash, you know, slash, you know, a bunch of, you can't read it. Crazy. Yeah. Nobody clicks on that stuff. Right. No one trusts links like that. They don't, they don't trust bit.ly links, smart URLs. They don't trust any of that. But if it's your brand and a brand that you trust, you should go and buy a domain uh, uh, name, which, by the way, is like a cup of coffee for the first two years. Right. Um, and so we went out and we bought dealcasters.live. And so we just what you do is you just buy that domain and then you redirect it to your show, which is an easy way to do right online. It's just another click and you say, OK, here's where I want people to go. So when you go to dealcasters.live, it takes you to our latest show. And then you can create subdomains underneath it. So, it, John, if you were on uh, Dealcasters, we would we could create John.Dealcasters.Live, which would redirect them right into Amazon to your show. Hmm. So it does a couple of things. It does what it does what uh, we just said, which is people trust links like that. People people are like, oh yeah, boom. But it also brings them into Amazon. And so one thing we didn't make mention of is like when you watch our show, when you click on our show to watch it, that's when the cookie goes live on that person's Amazon account for 24 hours. Okay. So if they click on john.dealcasters.live and they start watching our show and you're talking about, you know, the book hacking music and it's in the carousel and we're doing it. And they're like, yeah, that's cool, but I'm not going to buy that today. But while I'm here, I'm going to get, um, I'm going to get a battery charger and diapers and some flushable wipes. Hmm. The next day in your account will be commission for those three things. Interesting. Because they jumped into Amazon from your link. 
Okay. And that gives them a 24 hour cookie. Um, so you get commission on any of that stuff. So that mm. redirect is something that we use for, uh, for trustworthy visual links, as well as a way to, to get people back uh, onto the platform. That's interesting, Chris. So if I understand it right, you don't want people going to your .com. You're just pushing them to your Amazon page. We don't even have a .com. We don't even use it. The dot .live. With dot live, what? dot live yeah. is is yep. So so if so it's a pass through, there, there's it's a dummy pass through basically. Yeah, it just says it just says okay, they're going here, and we tell them where. So we're in control of where that is. If we want them yeah. to send it to anything, we could send it to anything underneath that domain. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Love it, Chris. So, um, as we're talking about this, Chris, in, in artists, and you know their DNA, you know how, how sometimes overly precious they can be. How do you how do you onboard and how do you get somebody excited about e-commerce? Because this is where revenue lives. Do right. you have any parting words to kind of for people to think through is, is to begin that journey of like, look, I'm not just a magical unicorn. I'm mm. a business and I have products. Yeah which mean we need to sell them. Yeah. Well, I would first, I would first, I would say if your number one goal to live sell is to make money, this might not be for you. And I, and I, I mean that in, in, you know, very honestly, when we started doing this thing, we did, we didn't do it to make money, it, you know, but right. you can't. And so we, it, it, it's a gift for us. So we don't, we don't, it's not lost on us that, uh, you know, uh, uh, any of that stuff and at any point in time, Amazon could snap their fingers and it all goes away. Right. But it's sure. not because it's been very successful and there's other things that are coming. Um, I, I would say that chances are you're already live selling. If you were to really think about it, um, mm. you're already live selling. And, and, and so you, you need to shift that mindset to where, um, you know, video and selling is home shopping network. Video right. and selling is QVC. It's not, you know, um, that's not what we're what, talking about. No. And if yeah. you're, if you're burying a link for someone to click on, to get your, your lighting and your camera and your, your, uh, audio interface and all the stuff that you use there, if you're burying it in the show notes of your YouTube, um, video and praying that somebody clicks on a link and you're going to get 13 yeah. cents commission from it. Yeah you're in the wrong spot. I mean, you could, you could have it there and you might as well park it there uh, in terms of real estate. But when you are in the mall that you're serving that person, that person wanted to buy that stuff and mm -hmm. you get to do that and get more known and stay on brand and, and stay, you know, uh, relevant to what you want to accomplish. And, um, then you look at your commission report after, um, things get moving, the lights are coming on and you're like, why did I take this long to do this? I should yeah. have gotten in when yeah. I was listening to John Pashada and Chris Stone wax about live selling yeah. on a podcast. It, it's, it's kind of like YouTube ad revenue. You know, if that's your primary focus, ad revenue from day oh, one, I mean, it's oh, like that, that's a long slog, you know, I mean, Whereas, John, we talked to, we talked to a ton of YouTube, uh, YouTubers. Yeah. And all we, all you got to do is just say, okay, how long did it take you to monetize? Right. Whatever. It's how many watch hours, how many, all of that stuff, how long did it, and then, you know, generally how at whatever level, how much money are you making? 
it takes 90 minutes of live streaming on Amazon to start monetizing. 90 minutes of live streaming. Whereas it takes, what is it? 10,000 hours? A zillion hours. A thousand. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, and then once you get there, you got to keep doing it. And then you have to chase those algorithms. And, and how many times do you watch a YouTube video of someone and they're wanting the watch hours. So they're teasing you and teasing you and teasing you. And they're like, for crying out loud, I watched this video now for Make 12 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Tell me why I'm here on Amazon. You can get right to the point. You create shoppable mm. content that lives uh, on the on the page you can tell somebody yeah. right away this is why i use it this is what it's good at this is what it looks like this is da -da 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 -da. and that creates a uh, passive income for you love it chris this has been fantastic man thank you so much i love for... to talk about this stuff man yeah no no i think there's probably a, a follow-up episode we need to do because i love I'm, that i'm going man that there's a whole question set about what we just talked about so um chris thank you again yeah. Thank you. And, and what's, what's the best way for people if they want to catch you and fo follow you online, what, where do you want to send them? Yeah. Go to uh, chrisstone.contact and that'll okay. get you to all my stuff. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook or, you know, all, all that stuff is, is in there. So it's chrisstone.contact. Awesome. Chris, thank you so much for being with us today. I, you, I know we covered a lot of, a lot of, um, different topics, but all of it is really wrapped around the idea of artists creating businesses and not just sitting around praying for someone to pick them and to give them a zillion dollars. It's about putting themselves in the game and building yeah. a real platform under their art. So uh, thank you again for being with us. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. Awesome, bud. Talk soon. Yep. Yep.